0: Welcome to PuffCast, your Harry Potter happy place. This is episode 45 on December 8th, 2021. I am Melanie.
1: And I'm Juliana. And this week we are going on an adventure. Woo! Mel and I both <laughs> did two exciting things and we're going to yes. talk about them because they are Harry Potter related. Thank you very much. <laughs> Strap in and put your seatbelts on because we are going on a road trip. Yes.
0: We have had both a little bit of a vacation and did some cool stuff. And also, I do have to mention happy two days late Nikolaus Day because, you know, I'm German. I am celebrating this day. So, anyone who's celebrating this, happy Nikolaus Day or Saint Nicholas Day. Yes. Yeah. I hope you all had something sweet in your shoes. And if you don't understand this oh, reference. Yeah, this
1: is that weird holiday where you put stuff in people's <laughs> shoes, isn't yes. it? Yes. I learned about this last year. Yeah, very important. It's a yeah.
0: nice little pre-Christmas treat, even if we are already adults and not children
1: anymore. <laughs> I'll have to make sure Myrtle doesn't put any like cinnamon buns in the ends of my shoes. <laughs> or chewed Myrtle. up toys. Yeah. Happy Nicholas Day to anyone who's celebrating. Yay! Yay. <laughs> okay, so Mel, we have a lot of news, so I think we should flip on we that do. channel and let's head on over to the news. Okay. do 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 news ah. hello and welcome to the morning news today on the morning news we're starting in the morning because there's a lot of news and by the time we finish this news it will probably be the night because there's a lot of news this week so
0: neither of us has morning
1: hour right
0: now while we no. are recording it's for me already late evening
1: <laughs> but that's okay
0: this doesn't make sense juliana <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what time the listeners are even listening to this either. Cause, and you could start this podcast in the morning and then finish it in the afternoon if true. you have to go to work or something. I don't know. Yeah. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Whatever time good you have. Good day to you, my friends. And <laughs> first on the news today, we have something that Juliana is very excited about. And it is that... The Curse Child, so we had some performances of The Curse Child as the new script with the one-act play happen. Yeah. We got some spoilers and some leakage from some people who have seen the play, and they are saying that they have removed all of the straight content that goes on between Scorpius and Albus, and have low-key made their relationship gay and queer, and I... This is my favorite. I'm so excited because this is my favorite couple. And my besides the plot of that, like the major plot of that play, my big gripe with after I saw Cursed Child was the fact that they explicitly made it so Scorpius was invested in Rose, like dating Rose. But I guess they've taken out all of those references and also made it so they albus and scorpius say that they love each other at some point and i'm like yes this is what i came for i love it (laughs) this is like my number one otp plus i'm gonna see this in june we need more queer representation and this is a fabulous couple these two are meant to be together it is (laughs) freaking canon and they're making it that so, but the only downfall is that this is only happening in the plays that have been revised and are one-act plays now. Yeah. So And that's currently only in London, right? Um, Currently, no. So it's currently only in New York. So London is still the two-act play. When Chicago reopens, it's going to be the one-act play. And they're slowly going to convert it. But as of right now, actually, from what I've read, there are no plans to convert the London play to a one-act play, which is interesting because now you can actually get kind of two separate stories if you go see it in London versus... But the the only
0: thing they have changed is the relationship between Scorpius and... Well, they changed a lot
1: of other things, but this, from what we've gotten from leaks from people who have seen it so far, there's not really super specifics as... Okay, so we have to still wait a little bit on that, I guess. Yeah, honestly, just wait till I go see it in June and I will tell (laughs) everyone everything. I'll tell you anything you want.
0: And speaking of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, we actually have some more news about that. And that is, they host a special house pride performance in London. So there's going to be extra special house themed performances of their London production coming in 2022. The first 50 audience members who arrive early on Wednesdays will receive early access to the theater at 12.15 p.m., special access to the theater bars and gift shop, and the opportunity to participate in Harry Potter trivia featuring Harry Potter and the Cursed Child cast appearances. So that Ooh. sounds like fun. All audience members will receive a house themed souvenir pin and have the opportunity to enter the House Pride costume contest. Oh, wow. Me and Sarah would rock that. <laughs> <laughs> And you too, you have your robes as well. Yeah, I have my robes now. Yeah, so here are some dates for you if you want to go and check it out. On Wednesday, the 19th of January 2022, they will have the Hufflepuff celebration. On the 26th of January, it will be Ravenclaw. On the 2nd of February, Gryffindor. And on the 9th of February, 2022, is Slytherin Day. So if you want to go and check that out, make sure you
1: will let us know. As always, we want to hear and see it all. Yeah. One of the other things that's kind of a big news item that pretty much I'm sure you've heard of listeners, if you're anywhere in the Harry Potter sphere, is that... There is going to be an HBO Max special in January coming to us, and it's going to feature Dan, Emma, and Rupert reuniting for the first time together for this 20th anniversary of the film. So they will be Mm -hmm. doing some kind of recording, some kind of special feature with the three of them, but there also is a very long list of people who are joining them. But I think everyone in the Harry Potter sphere is very thrilled for this because this, again, is the first time that we're getting the trio reunited. So it should be a really fun time. And I will also just make a note that so this is something that I'm kind of happy with. But JK Rowling actually will not be a part of this celebration. She <laughs> may or may not be featured in a small like clip. They show some footage from past things that they've done, but she is not taking any active part in this, which I think is great. As we've said before, we are here to make this the most inclusive fandom that we can. Yeah. And her she does not pr- promote that message. And also, we have a few other things that are happening within the Harry Potter TV sphere right now. So much is happening. I know, there's a lot (laughs) happening. So, as we already know, that quiz show is happening, and the first one is actually (coughs) tonight. And that... (laughs) I said I was going to cut so that way you can cut it correctly. (laughs) Uh, now you have to do the sentence again anyway okay (laughs) (laughs) oh so the first of the quiz competitions will actually as we are recording this be happening tonight and today is the 28th of November. November I was going to say January for some reason no. <laughs> it's November the 28th of November it's going to be happening every Sunday for the next four Sundays so along with that every week the Wizarding World website is now hosting a house quiz championship online yeah. So each week they will be doing a quiz and how you can access the quiz is you sign into your Wizarding World account on WizardingWorld.com or on the app if you have the app on your phone and you can earn points for your house and there is going to be some kind of prize or something at the end but we're just here to say that listeners I don't care what house you're part of go earn points for the Hufflepuffs (laughs) we are winning first or nothing first or nothing (laughs) yay I am pretty
0: sure that we are all competitive enough that we want to earn points for our
1: own houses. <laughs> you know what you could do? Go go get a new Gmail account and then go use that to sign into Wizarding World and create a new account on Wizarding World and specifically go through the house quiz thinking like a Hufflepuff. You know how to do it, listeners. And then <laughs> land yourself in Hufflepuff and then go earn us some points <laughs> because we're going to win. Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are currently I
0: think uh, on third place when I when I checked yeah. earlier today we were on third place. Yeah.
1: We uh, were yesterday at we the were beginning. leading.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I still haven't taken care of that. I still have to do it. I didn't have time yet. But oh. I will get those points for us
1: as well. And yeah. It would be fun to see Hufflepuff win for once. (laughs) It would be so fun. And I will say the quiz is pretty good. The first couple of questions I was like, oh yeah, these are pretty generic questions to be asking. But the last couple of questions, you actually definitely had to be a Harry Potter fan and have some kind of knowledge to be able to answer. And I will say, I got 100%. Thank you very much. I got all the points for Hufflepuff that I could. I got my 10 points. Good job. So... The last note about the quizzes is that the three rounds of the quizzes will be Spells and Studies, which was this first week. That's the theme Mm -hmm. this week. Creatures and Characters, which we should ace Mel. Yes, that's our round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is Fun and Festivities, which we should also ace because we are fun and festive. (laughs) You can earn some points for us. That'd be great. If you're going to earn points for another house, maybe don't do the quiz. Just don't do it. Yeah, just mess
0: it up on purpose.
1: I mean... It's you know fine. Yeah, I mean Ravenclaw's. You know you know what the answer is, but you can answer it wrong. You don't have to answer it correctly. Yeah, just see
0: what happens when you get zero points. That's... Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an experiment. Yeah, it's a nice change. What happens when the Hufflepuffs win? We'll we'll give everyone cookies <laughs> if we win. <laughs> That's what happens. But okay, so we got a little bit more news around the Universal parks and we're going to talk a lot more about those later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are opening a brand new park because right now they have Islands of Adventure and they have Universal Studios, which I can go more into that a little bit later, Mel. But essentially, they will be opening a third park called Epic Universe and it was confirmed that they will have some kind of Fantastic Beasts related area. Nice. Which was rumored. Yeah. For a long time, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was down there, I saw some of the startings of them, like, ripping things up and ah. getting that area ready and it's kind of okay. construction coming in. But it's, it's nowhere near being ready in any form of the word. They're just, like, getting started with some of the construction stuff, which I'm pretty sure got delayed because of COVID and everything else yeah. that's happening in the world. Look forward to that. So, Mel, would you like to let us know what this last little piece of news on the docket is? Yeah, so a couple of smaller
0: things. First of all, as we are recording, who knows what happens. We can always expect now a trailer drop because there is so many rumors going on at the moment. You hear left and right. There are events where they might be showing a trailer. Mm-hmm. So just mentioning it here, if we are not talking about the trailer yet, when this episode comes out I, and there is a trailer dropping, I will throw a little blurb in here that we are going to discuss it maybe in a special bonus thing or we're we gonna just add it to the next episode
1: yeah because this can happen now at any time let's let's yeah. hope for it we're getting so close to the release of the movie i am yeah. still floored by the fact that we have no art no posters no it's time it's really time that we trailer, get a trailer no footage no we don't no. have anything except yeah. for that title card which gives you nothing because it's the same font from the <laughs> other movies Yeah, and then something close to our
0: hearts, I still wanted to mention that the Protego Foundation actually is running a small fundraiser right now that we want you to go over. Um, You can at least, through Instagram at the moment, you can Mm -hmm. reach that and help raise a bit of money. Juliana and me have been already taking part to it and donated donated some money yesterday. And some of our friends did too. Go and do something good.
1: Protego Foundation. Such lovely people. Definitely a good thing to spend money on as opposed to all the stuff that I know I've spent money on for Black Friday and stuff <laughs> like that. So
0: Yes. So for some listener feedback, we have an email from our friend Andre. It's always lovely to get an email from you, Andrei. my friend. And this is about episode 44 on the lovely one chop interview that Juliana has held for us. He writes to us. Hello darlings! I am always happy when I hear my name on Puffcast, and this time it was really special knowing that I'm a distinguished wandmaker for being from Hufflepuff. On this topic, I don't think it's canonical that the wandmakers are all from Ravenclaw, but it makes a lot of sense as it is very rich but extremely complex area of study. Therefore it makes sense for most Ravenclaws to get interested and follow this career that requires constant study, research and experience. In Brazil, we have wand makers from the Four Houses. One of the best ones, in my opinion, is Iago, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, <laughs> from Hocus Pocus, and he is from Slytherin. A big kiss and lots of love from Brazil. Andre the Hufflepuff
1: wandmaker.
2: <laughs> oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, Andre.
1: You. Yeah, I did check out Híago's Hiago's wands, mm-hmm. and they are beautiful. Yeah, they are. I've seen them too. Yeah. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. And go check out
0: Andre. Brazil seems to be full of wonderful wand makers. Yeah. So
1: maybe we need to go down there. We, uh, listeners, as you know, Mel and I love a good wand. Look forward <laughs> yes. to more wand content in 2022. We already have at least two episodes all about wands coming your way. Yeah. Definitely talking about wands in this episode <laughs> too. You girls here. We we love a magic wand. Um Yeah. But we did also get another lovely message that Mel shared with me and that we are going to share with you listeners. And it's from our friend Karen. And Karen said, I just wanted to send a thank you. You guys always cheer me up and are now my cleaning buddies. Woohoo! I thought for a thanks I would share with you my Huffle Fluffs. Grebo, my handsome house panther. And Cletus, my sofa lion. And they sent us a picture of their cats and they're very it's cute so and cute. wearing bows and like bow ties and they're very cute so thank you karen for that <laughs> yeah that was very lovely and i'm glad
0: that we can be your cleaning buddies because that's exactly what i do when i am
1: cleaning i am listening to podcasts <laughs> yeah same do 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 news thank you listeners for joining us for the news we will now move into the main discussion over to you mel
0: Hello, and live from Finland, reporting to you, the main discussion today includes two great topics. We will have Juliana's review of The Wizarding World in Orlando. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> and also we will have a review from Mel and Sarah from the magical music of Harry Potter live in concert.
1: Yes. I will,
0: I will just add some applause. Applause. In the
1: editing wow. process. <laughs> How did all these people get into my apartment? They're clapping for me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, thank, yes, you yes, yes thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then they just magically disappear. Wow, what happened? Wow. It's a ghost. It's like magic, you know. Ghost audience. Okay. So, first off, we're going to start off with a really exciting thing that Mel got to take part to. That is the magical music of Harry Potter. So I'm really excited to hear about this. And listeners, just for your context, Mel hasn't told me anything about this. And I <laughs> no. haven't told her anything really about my vacation beyond what she saw from my Instagram stories that I posted. Yeah. We're both hearing this for the first time. So <laughs> just go into it knowing that and have fun. Okay, Mel, would you like to tell me all about the magical musical adventures that you and Sarah went on. So
0: we listened to some music and it was great. The end. Wow, that was so magical.
1: (laughs) Insert ghost (laughs) clapping here.
0: Yay! (laughs) (laughs) No, of course, we will tell a little bit more about this. So why we haven't talked about this actually earlier in earlier episodes, Was because my friend Sarah from Sweden has come over to stay with me on her vacation for a little while. And I wanted to surprise her with tickets for this event. And I was afraid when we are talking about this on the episodes before that she would find out and the surprise would be ruined. So this Mm -hmm. was a secret and we kept it until now. And the surprise was a success. She had no idea where we were going. I only told her, please pack your Hufflepuff robes, take your wand... And uh, that was it. I pretended we are recording stuff for the podcast, which we actually did. <laughs> she had no idea until we actually came to the concert hall. And she was like, okay, this has definitely something to do with Harry Potter. No. I'm wearing my robes and there are other people with wands.
1: <laughs> <Yay>.
0: <laughs> Where we actually went... This year is the 20th anniversary of the first movie and there are so many special events happening and one of them was a full orchestral concert featuring a symphony orchestra, a choir and a special guest and host which was Chris Rankin our Percy Weasley Yeah, They are currently touring through Europe and that is still running until the 15th of December 2021. They are currently in Denmark as we are recording and I think they still have a show in France and then when this episode comes out they still have a couple of shows in the UK left so you still have a chance possibly to go if they're not sold out and actually see this show this concert had a good variety from all the Harry Potter movies actually they had co- cate- ca- they had
1: categorized <laughs>
0: Yes, they had categorized them into themes. So, for example, the first time in Hogwarts, and then they were playing fitting tunes to that from the movies. And then there was a sad section and very suspense. Suspens- I can't talk today. Suspenseful, dark and creepy themed music. And also the very romantic one, of course. Ooh. And uh, it was very, very nice. The orchestra played very beautifully. There were some of them that were having less to do throughout the two and a half hours that we were there Mm -hmm. but even those were having a big smile on their face and they were just happy and jamming along as everyone else was playing
1: as you do as you are part of an orchestra you play your instruments (laughs) the main function of an orchestra yeah and uh, throughout this evening,
0: Chris was a host, and he was really amazing at this. I had just the previous day before I was doing some special bonus for our patron with Sarah, and I actually asked her a question. That was ah. what is what is your least favorite character
1: of the Harry Potter? Book? Oh, she said Percy.
0: And she said Percy, <laughs> and, she said Percy. <laughs> and then she got to
1: see Percy the in person the next day. Wow, what a treat! First, when he came on
0: to stage. I look at her and I start laughing. And she was like, huh? who is that? And I said, it's Percy. And she was, oh, oh, now <laughs> are you laughing? Uh, of course, she has nothing against Chris himself, but yeah, just, just the, the character. character of Percy, she's mm-hmm. not that excited about. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, he did such a great job. He came in between on stage and had conversations with us and he asked questions. He played some games with us. There was a part where we were listening to a part of the music and we Mm -hmm. were supposed to guess about what character it is, what character is connected to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you could get house points for that. Oh. He just had such a fun and playful way of interacting with the audience. It Mm -hmm. just made the evening fully perfect so it was really great Yeah, there was also one fun part where he was asking who has a wand with them and of course me and Sarah were perfect Hufflepuffs we had our wands with us (laughs) and so had several others in the audience and before we went into the section of the evening for the darker creepier music we were all supposed to get our wands up and just make a Patronus come up and Mm -hmm. we all shouted expecto
1: patronum together and it was just so much fun to do those are kind of the moments that give you goosebumps because i had something kind of equivalent happen in the park because there's one of the rides where that happens where you shout it that moment where you're with other harry potter fans and you get yeah. to be part of a big moment like that where everyone's just <laughs> yelling like expecto patronum and you know everyone there who's yelling it is like fully yeah. invested in what's happening it was great yeah, it was absolutely great. That's a goosebumps moment right there. There was
0: also one moment where I had to really think of you, where he was asking what our favorite ships are. Oh! And someone shouted, what do you call Scorpius and... Scorbus?" Scorpus. Someone shouted Scorbis, so yes. I was like, "Oh, Juliana would love
1: this." I love Scorbus <laughs> so much.
0: So yeah, that was that was great. He gave us also a couple of small stories from the sets, actually from the first movie. Oh, cool! And I brought them with me. So. Okay. One fun fact was, he said, did you know that for seven seconds of Quidditch in the movie, you had to film one full day? Oh, my God. And there is a gigantic
1: amount of Quidditch in these movies. Yeah. Especially the first couple of movies. I mean, we lose it towards the 6th and the 7th movies.
0: Yeah. At least then they didn't have to sit on these very uncomfortable broomsticks all day. Yeah, So their buttocks must have hurt very much.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, I can only imagine.
0: And something I also didn't know yet was, he said that on the very first day of shooting on the first movie, they
1: actually filmed the last and the first scene of the movie. Oh, see, I knew that. I must have heard him say that on a podcast at one point. Okay, I didn't
0: know that. I've listened
1: to way too many podcasts, though, so... (laughs) Uh, And that was filmed, of
0: course, in Gothland uh, at the Hogsmeade Station. Yeah. Which is the place that Sarah and me have actually visited together. So we had Mm -hmm. another small moment where we were just smiling at each other and knowing that we were there. The probably coolest thing of the whole evening was the songs that were actually sung. So this orchestra was also having a choir with them, and they actually performed the song Double Trouble, that the frog choir is usually singing. Unfortunately, they didn't have any frogs with them, at least I didn't see any. Is that the one from the the first,
1: being beginning of the third movie? Double, double challenge. Yes. I love that song! Yes. I sing that all the time. No, you I- bet I sang along! <laughs> when i was so nice when i was in middle school right after that movie came out so we did a chorus competition every year and the chorus that went before us sang that song and i was like oh my god we need to (laughs) my whole chorus was like we need to sing that song miss lockney she never let she never let us oh no but it was just so cool to see it in person Ah. It
0: was it was really nice to see it live performed by an actual choir. It was yeah. great. The biggest surprise of the evening was Chris himself singing two songs. And I'm telling you that man has a great voice. He can sing. Yeah, yeah. Really. I've seen his YouTube videos. Okay, I have not seen him sing before. I have to check it out. I didn't know there was already something online. That yeah. was great. He sang the Yule Ball songs that we know. Magic Works is this very slow song where you see Hagrid dancing with Madame Mm Maxine, And then we finished this whole show with Chris asking the audience, guys, do you want to hear some real music? And everyone was, yeah! He said that, okay, how about this? And then they played Do the Hippogriff. And he walked this thing. And um, we were sitting in the first row. Yeah. A little bit to the side. So we were not right in the middle. But Mm -hmm. we sat in front of the guys who are. On the drums, and the keyboards and guitar and bass. They didn't have so much to do throughout the whole concert, but this was their moment. <laughs> they rocked the stage. It was so great. They did such a good job. Just in case that you are listening to this, his name is Darius. Sarah and me saw him and our first thought was, he looks like Newt Scamander's grandson. I think it's the hair. He has curly hair. He's a long-lost grandson of Newt. He's part of the orchestra. And he is part of the orchestra.
1: Wow.
0: Yes. We got to chat with those guys a little bit. They were very nice. They did a great job all together. It was really good. And uh, yeah... To come to a conclusion of this whole event, I have to say, once again, I was a little bit disappointed by the Finns. Because rarely anyone is ever dressing up, and that was very, very sad. Yeah. We felt a little bit um, seen. But in a positive way. <laughs> yeah. People actually complimented us for our outfits. And I actually expected to hear also some music from The Cursed Child and Fantastic Beasts. Because there is mm. a trailer for this whole tour. And in there it is actually mentioned. But it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not sure if that is just a program change because of the pandemic, because there has been also lots of shows canceled. For example, in Germany, Mm -hmm. all the shows had been canceled and some other places in that area. So that could be. Maybe Turku's concert hall is not the most glamorous one, you know? I have seen some other concert halls that look really fabulous with all the light and they have like screens where you can see the orchestra on on camera basically. Yeah. So uh that didn't happen in our hall, but overall it didn't matter because we felt so immersed in the music it just especially for me the music means so much and I can see the scenes happening right in front of my eyes when I listen to this music and yeah. I constantly had tears running down my face because it was so beautiful there was this first moment where Sarah and our friend Julia who went with us turned to me and said that are you okay and I said I'm just feeling this music let me be it's so nice <laughs> and It was just such a joy to listen to this, and I would definitely want to go again. And Sarah was very happy as well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure she was.
0: Yeah, I will insert a short comment and review from Sarah that I have recorded with her, so you can get her quick thoughts on this as well. I will keep it short, Mm -hmm. but I just felt like I wanted to have her
1: voice in there as well. She
0: loved it just as much as I did, and it was a great evening.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. I definitely know that this is something that I would absolutely love to go to if it came (laughs) anywhere near where I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, This just sounds like so much fun, Mel. This is making me think about what we're going to talk about next because music is a huge thing in the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter too. And it's just so cool how it can transport you even just by itself to... A place that you and I love so much. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't think I have any real like questions for you because you did a very good job of giving all the information. And it sounds like you had like a fantastic time. Did you have a favorite song that they played, Mel? Was there one song that just like hit you in the heart where you just couldn't stop crying or something? (laughs) Because I feel like for me, there probably would be at least one song where I just would lose it.
0: Yeah, so there are several, but the one that I love the most is always Lily's theme, because that is just oh. so hauntingly beautiful. It has this very slow start, and then it goes into the... Ah, it's it's just so pretty. Yeah, that's, that's probably where I cried the hardest. <laughs> and then, of course, I have to say it again, Do the Hippogriff was just... Come so on. that was that was the greatest fun and surprise. Uh I got a little bit spoiled. I have heard from someone else that they had done this, but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if this was a different event or something. Yeah. But it was for this and I'm
1: very glad that they did this. It was just it was a great ending to the whole event. Definitely interesting that they didn't play anything. I'm less surprised that they didn't play anything from Cursed Child because that's much more of like a niche Um, audience and that music's a little bit hard to replicate they definitely have some kind of synthesizer that they work with when Mm -hmm. they're doing that music it's not the same taste or the same like flavor as the john williams music that you get from the harry potter movies but i'm surprised they didn't
0: play anything for fantastic beasts yeah i'm not sure why it was advertised that way and then it didn't happen yeah but But yeah, it was really great. We came out of there and Sarah and me were bursting with things we wanted to say. But we forced ourselves to not talk about it because it was quite late and Sarah really had to go to sleep. She was so tired that we decided we will not talk about it until the next day to record this little bit. I will now insert here the little review from Sarah also so you get her thoughts and uh, yeah, enjoy that you <smart noise> So, hello everyone. I am here right now with my Swedish bestie, Sarah, who is visiting me. Hi, Sarah. Welcome hello. in the episode. Thank you. <laughs> or
2: kitos, as you say kitos, in Finland. <laughs> yes, that's
0: how we say it in Finland. So, the reason why I have you here today is because I have had a surprise for you yesterday. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> day of recording uh, on the 22nd of November. We took you without knowing what was going on. We told you to put on... On your Hufflepuff robes and then we took you to the concert hall nearby. Yeah, it was really exciting. We went to the magical music of Harry Potter
2: live in concert. It was really fun. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was amazing. I mean, uh, orchestra and, you know, the film music. I mean, everything is so dramatic. And, you know, <laughs> you're really part of the music. Yeah. I don't
0: know how it is for you, but for me, the music is, like, really pulling me in. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important part of the story. Oh, yeah. And I'm just getting really emotional. And we had some moments where I started crying when listening (laughs) to the music. And (laughs) you and our friend Julia, who was with us that day, were like the first time, like a bit worried, like, are you okay, man? like...
2: so um I mean it is okay to cry on uh, at concerts yeah it was it, it becomes very emotional I could see like some of the scenes I couldn't place quite everything and I'm yes mm-hmm. I'm you're just a bigger nerd than I am I <laughs> suppose <laughs> that might be <laughs> or the fact that you know like I uh, I tend to lean more against the books rather than yeah. the, the movies but yeah, it was awesome. It was truly amazing. And I liked how they you know the, the way they split it into like like they had the creepy music and then they had like the romantic music and yeah. the sad music and, and so yeah. on. Yeah, I liked that very much too. Yeah.
0: And uh, we did, of course, have Chris Rankin, who is playing Percy Weasley in the movies. Mm. And uh, we had a funny moment that (laughs) the day before you and I had recorded (laughs) some bonus stuff for our Patreon, and I had asked you who was your least favorite Harry Potter character, (laughs) and you said, Percy Weasley. And I was just thinking, oh, you wait and see tomorrow when we go to the concert. Who is the host? Chris Rankin.
2: Percy himself. Well, I love all the characters, but, you know, if you have to have to pick, like, at least... Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But,
0: yeah, I... I I just wanted to hear from you, what were your highlights and what was your favorite and did you miss anything, any impressions that you want to share with us? Because I am probably talking in a bit more detail with Juliana about it also, because it will be nice to have some extra questions from her who has not been there. So Mm. if you want to just share a little bit with us your thoughts on the whole concert.
2: Well um as as i said before i liked it that it was split into like different sections but you have to understand that i'm really bad at music like i i'm amazingly bad at music <laughs> <laughs> so i couldn't say like oh yeah that was well played in that uh, you know or like oh they messed up a bit over there or whatever yeah. I, I could i couldn't <laughs> tell you that <laughs> what i can tell you is that you you were as you said pulled in Mm -hmm. And you kind of became one with the music and it was very emotional. You felt like stuff that uh, you apparently needed to feel in that (laughs) moment. And yeah. for me, like, uh, the sad music was that brought most emotion to me. And maybe because, you know, like, I've had some tragedy before. But but also, like, the the, the creepy music was, like, really... Very suspenseful yeah, and very, like, yeah, oh, yeah. be aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have to say, I, I think it's so cool whenever, you know, they, uh, the violinist and the cellist, when they, you know, start picking. Instead of using uh, the ah. string, they start picking it yeah Uh, picking uh, the strings yeah picking the strings you know the sound that it makes is very very special yeah yeah it it brings the music alive in a way was there anything that you
0: thought they could have done better or do you just feel like everything was perfect (laughs) (laughs) or was there anything that you were thinking afterwards oh it would have been nice to hear that certain moment or they could have Done bigger things like have a screen and have scenes running in the background. Or was it okay Mm -hmm. that it was just the orchestra by itself?
2: Well... I wouldn't have minded a screen with moments on maybe just pictures, but uh, yeah. this was okay as well, definitely. You were, had an um, easier time pinpointing which song belonged where in the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, for me, it was, you know, I recognized a lot of the music and some some I could uh, pinpoint, but others were just like, oh yeah, I recognize this, but I couldn't say exactly where it belonged. So yeah, to make it a bit easier, they could have, you know, shown them. The scenes. Yeah, the scenes. Okay. Uh, What's his name? Please edit this out. (laughs) You mean Chris? Yeah, Chris. Thank you. I mean, Chris did an amazing job. Uh, yeah, he you did. Know, and his stories also, you know, made the whole concert come alive in a way. And yeah. made it more interactive. The yeah. whole There were some quizzes and, uh, yeah. you know, he told stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And that made a big difference. Yeah, especially had... for the kids, I can yeah. imagine. Because there were a lot of kids there. Mm.
0: Yeah, he came in with a lot of humor. <laughs> and he had some, some extra stories to tell. And just... Including us all, making us laugh and enjoy, <laughs> and kind of again, we I, I keep forgetting what is the name for the person who is directing the orchestra. Is it uh, the conductor? conductor? Is it uh, we still I, I think, I we think still haven't checked if that was the right <laughs> word, <laughs> but. um The small, like, interactions Chris had with him and and joking around, you know. Mm -hmm. And he had, you could tell, he had a good sense of humor as well. So Mm -hmm. it was really lighthearted and nice to to see the people on stage and how the crowd reacted. And it Mm -hmm. was just so much fun. Yeah. I... Was glad that
2: we could manage to go there. I I was so grateful that you actually <laughs> you know surprised me with this. I I'm yeah. It it was truly an amazing gift. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that bonds you and me. Yeah, where
0: how we got to know each other, mm-hmm, for example, mm-hmm. was through Harry Potter and. Mm-hmm. From that a lifelong best friends, friendship <laughs> came out of it. That mm. is between Finland and Sweden. And yes, <laughs> yeah. people, for those in Finland, yes it can exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Of course, I am not Finnish, I am German, but still. Yeah, well, uh, as long as we don't speak ice hockey, I think we're, we're okay. <laughs> I think
0: the Swedes uh, don't mind so much. It's more the Finns who hate oh, okay. the Swedes in, in, in hockey. So, um, But wow. that's a whole other story that doesn't belong <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, do you have any other thoughts or comments that you would like to make about this
2: well, should we you know spoil it with the with the ending? The ending. Yeah. We sh- want to talk about the ending? Should should we spoil it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, of should course. This <laughs>
0: Okay, here if you really do not want to know, you will probably <coughs> never see this anywhere else unless you went there. I don't know if they filmed any of that and if that will come out someday, but I don't I'm know. not sure if they do. So I think it's safe to just tell what has happened at the end. So uh, we found out that Chris Rankin can actually sing. And (laughs) he has... A really, really good voice. Definitely. <laughs> so he sang two songs, and one of them was from the Yule Ball. No, both were from the Yule Ball, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No? The last one that he sang was the Hippogriff song. Yes. And that really was funny
2: because he, he was—he not only sang it, he but... really rocked it. <laughs> oh well, he danced it. As, he as danced well. it too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the
0: interaction there, for example, between him and the conductor um, was that hey, crowd, do you want to hear some real music? (laughs) (laughs) And the conductor was like What? Excuse me? So that bit was quite funny Yeah, we had a bit of rock
2: music happening in the crowd And it was really, really fun Yeah, and the guitarist, the bass player and the drumist Finally got some work to do
0: (laughs) The guys had actually their moment to completely rock out For a couple (laughs) minutes And uh, they did so well It was really great yeah. and it was a great finish to yeah. the whole show I think yeah. that was really fun and energetic <laughs> and we all went home with a big smile on our face definitely definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay I think then I will give it back to Melanie and Juliana in the episode and thank you Sarah for joining me here thank you. And giving us your point of view. Mm -hmm. Because that was very nice. And I'm glad we could share this. And I love you very much. I love you too, (laughs) Melanie. (laughs) This sounded so fake now. But we really mean it. (laughs) (laughs) We we do love each other. Yeah, (laughs) we do. (laughs) Alright.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, welcome back listeners to this side of the interview. So... Mel, that was really exciting. I'm glad that you guys had such a fun time. Now I want to go to that too. Shall we jump into
0: our second review of the day and talk about the Wizarding World in Orlando that you have visited for several days, Juliana?
1: So, yes, I did go and visit the Wizarding World for the very first time in... now. but when you're listening to this, listeners, about three weeks ago at this point, it was fabulous. (laughs) I had a great time. Um, So we're going to be talking about my experience at the Wizarding World. But I just wanted to give you guys just the quick details of the vacation that I went on. Questions about anything else that we didn't talk about here. Just hit me up either on my personal Instagram, our Instagram, or any of our socials or anything like that. This was a solo vacation that I took that was a five-day vacation down in Orlando, Florida. I did two days at Disney World, and then I did three days at Universal. We're going to be talking about the three days I did at Universal in the Wizarding World area specifically. I did get the Park Hopper option at Universal, so that allows you to ride the Hogwarts Express back and forth. Oh, nice. I did utilize like their shuttle transportation to get back and forth and the weather was very nice. It was like 50 to 85 degrees depending on the day fahrenheit which is about 10 to 30 degrees celsius for all you celsius people out there that is quite a difference between 10 and 30 degrees i mean yeah well when i showed up it was like 80 degrees and humid and then the next day it got down to like 75 in the middle of the day and then like 60 because i wore my weasley sweater on one of those days and i was like legitimately kind of cold in the at the end of the day
0: well that's the fall for you isn't it
1: yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not the Florida weather that I had intended on, but yeah. luckily I thoroughly overpacked. So I had enough clothing and the correct clothing to wear and I did travel alone. So it was just me and anyone who I happened to meet up with along the way. So that yeah. is just the general overview of the vacation. Mel is going to be asking me questions and we have questions from you listeners about my experience at the parks and then i'll probably end up going off on a few tangents just knowing me (laughs) and like i said at the end of this if you have any other questions that you want answered just hit us up i'll answer them for you so welcome to my interview with juliana
0: i am melanie your host and i will be the asker of questions and here we go with the first question for you juliana are you ready
1: Oh, sorry. I was just chugging a (laughs) butterbeer. I was chugging an invisible (laughs) butterbeer. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay, this is gonna be fun. (laughs) So, we are starting with a question from
0: Sarah. And the first couple of questions will be more of a general park situation Mm -hmm. questionnaire. So, Sarah wants to know, how did you feel about the build of the
1: park? Was it hard to get around? So, I will say that Universal just comparatively speaking to Disney, was a lot easier to get around. It definitely was built as more of like a grid or with larger, more pronounced main pathways. Okay. I will say that I did actually like the way that Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley were built into the parks so Diagon Alley is on the Universal Studios side of things when you go into the parks you go through this big kind of mall like area that has a ton of ginormous restaurants that you Mel would say are like I thought they were excessively big so you would not (laughs) even be able to comprehend the excessive bigness of these restaurants (laughs) everything is so
0: gigantic in the U.S. it's insane yeah (laughs) yeah Did you have, like, a map at least where you could tell, okay, if I go this way, then there will be this and this so that you could Ah. find things also?
1: Yeah, so for Universal and also for Disney, they have an app that you can use that will show you where you are. One of the really big things that I used the entire time was the Universal app because that gives you the wait times for all the rides as well. Oh, great. And it will tell you what rides are open. If a ride temporarily closes, it will tell you that. It will tell you all the show times that they have because they have shows and parades and things that they do as well. Mm -hmm. That made it a lot easier to get around because if I didn't know where I was going, I could just look at the map and find Mm -hmm. out which direction I needed to go in. Uh, Back to what I was saying about the entrance to Diagon Alley. The way that you get into Diagon Alley, you go through the kind of New York area. It looks like a city. And then you come to London. You have King's Cross Station that's there. And then there's, you have 12 Grimwall Place that is right beyond that. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun because Creature peeks out of one of the windows of 12 Grimwald Place. Nice. If you wait around long enough and you look above the door, you can see him peeking out of the window at certain (laughs) times, which is really fun. And they also, what they have outside of King's Cross Station is the night bus. Mm -hmm. It's a full scale night bus. It's huge. They have it in the London studios as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fun thing about this night bus specifically, I don't know if they have this at the London studios, I'm guessing not, is they have someone who's playing the train conductor.
0: Oh, no, they did not. At least when I was there, there was not anyone dressed.
1: Yeah, so you have someone who is playing the train conductor, uh, sorry, the conductor the of the bus person, bus con- the bus person, The whatever bus stands. <laughs> stance Sean Pike is in the yeah. in the movies. So you have someone dressed up as that and then there also is the talking head is in the window and there must be someone in the bus who is operating the talking head cuz you can directly talk to the talking head and it will talk oh. to you and the guy who's the bus conductor is also extremely funny and fully in character and just being sassy and funny the entire time. So nice. if you want like a fun interactive experience just head on over there and they'll talk to you and give you all the head puns that you want. Uh, <laughs> is he playing specifically stan or is he just just a judge. he's just a conductor yeah okay yeah all right they're pretty much known for being sassy and quippy yeah the interesting part about the entrance to Diagon alley is that you can easily walk by it you could super easily walk by it like there's no unless you're looking for it you're not gonna find it which is the point right yeah so that's the point so. and It was a funny point because I was walking around another section of the park and I overheard a family asking a cast member where Diagon Alley was and they were like telling them where it is and they said they had already been past there and they didn't see it and the cast member was like well you must be a muggle. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I was like that's good that's cute that was a cute thing that I just overheard. Great oh my god what a commitment. Yeah it was really cute. But yeah, it it's set up very interestingly. I will say it's easy to get yeah. to that spot and okay. walking around was not a challenge. So overall the accessibility and movability and stuff like that, pretty good.
0: Speaking of accessibility, Sarah would also like to know how is it like when you are in a wheelchair, for example, or you have mm-hmm. you have lots of kids with you. Yeah. How
1: does that work? So one of the friends that I met while I was down there, Sarah Hi, Sarah. Also, her name was Sarah. Also Sarah. Yeah, she was utilizing a wheelchair and I was with her for a little bit. So I actually got to see that hands on. And Mm -hmm. I will say that they do a very good job of making it accessible. And we didn't have any issues. We got on the Hogwarts Express. They have like specific spots that are much more wheelchair accessible or they have elevators that you can utilize to get up and down. And we saw a lot of people who had big strollers who were also alongside us with their kids. And I will say it wasn't hard to get her around anywhere. We didn't really have any problems with that. So
0: also when you went into the shops or on the rides, it's all possible to access this?
1: So you definitely could. There are a few areas in the shops where there are like small little staircases between levels of the shops That you definitely Uh couldn't go. But you could definitely go out and around. And come back through the other entrance. You just wouldn't be able to go up that small level of stairs. But for the most part. Some of the areas are a little bit tight. I would say. especially More specifically like in Diagon Alley. Or like within the shops. It's a little bit harder to move someone who's in a wheelchair around. But overall we didn't have any issues. How crowded
0: was it? Was it very full? I remember the first couple stories I saw from you. It was very empty. But it filled up very quickly didn't it?
1: Yeah, it definitely gets busy in the middle of the day, but... Comparatively speaking, to how busy it could have been, I would say that I hit it at like the perfect time because I got on some of the rides that are known to be really long wait time rides, like Hagrid's Magical Creatures, Motorbike Adventures, whoever named that is a crazy person. (laughs) I I definitely would recommend that if you're someone who likes to ride a lot of these rides to get there for the earlier hours, Mm -hmm. if you get there when the park opens around like eight or nine, depending on which park and what time of the year you go, Mm -hmm. that's really what when you can get the best riding experience in or the end of the day because a lot of the rides at the end of the day i will note too were kind of petering off because people were going to dinner or they were just tired their kids were tired and so they were leaving i yeah. actually at the end of the day one day i rode the forbidden journey which is the ride that's inside the hogwarts castle three times in a row as well because there was a <laughs> oh, five wow. minute wait and i was like i'm only gonna be in these parks once this is such a cool ride i should yeah. go on it again <laughs> Okay,
0: but that is that is nice uh, that you didn't always have to wait for so long that you could yeah. just hop on again. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Andre wants to know, how did people react to seeing you in your ropes and Weasley sweater? And did people recognize what you were there for? And did they think you are one of the cast members of the park?
1: <laughs> yeah, so... I wore my robes on the first day that I went to Universal, which was that Sunday, and it was the warmest day, I would say, out of the three days that I was there, and I didn't really see anyone wearing robes that day. Really? really... Oh, wow. It was weird, though, because that day, like, literally no one was wearing robes, but the next two days I was there, everyone seemed to be wearing robes. I'm like, did Uh I not get the memo or something? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I think maybe because the weather got a little bit cooler, people were like, oh, okay, I can wear my robes now. But I just knew that that was the day I was going to be there with Paula, and Paula was going to take pictures of me. So I wanted to make sure that I was wearing my robes for that day specifically. I will say that people were impressed by my robes. They liked them. Nice. It was funny. Because the day that I wore my Weasley sweater, someone said as I was passing by, "Oh look, a Weasley!" And I was like, "Yes, that is me. (laughs) That's exactly what you want." (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, "That's cute." I thoroughly enjoyed being able to wear something Harry Potter themed in the parks. I will say that actually, the majority of the people weren't fully dressed up. The general population seemed to be wearing like a Harry Potter themed Mm T-shirt, and that was really like the extent of their Harry Pottering-ness. So maybe a little similar to how the Finns are Mm -hmm. here. Because
0: the most that had dressed up at the concert were the kids. Yeah, And then they were me and Sarah. Yeah, the kids were excited seeing us. Like, oh, there's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, there's a baby Slytherin.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did see some other cool people. I saw this really adorable family of a mom, a dad, and a kid. The daughter was dressed up as... A female version of Harry Potter and then the mom was Aww. McGonagall and the dad was Snape and like they, they had really cool costumes.
0: Wow that's great. Yeah. Sarah and me went to the 19 years later event in London. I remember how we were on the way towards the station and people were starting to to see and recognize us that they they started like screaming hey Harry Potter you know hey Hufflepuff mm-hmm. and when you saw someone else coming Past you with like let's say a Slytherin scarf or something you were like politely like smiling at each other and nodding Uh you know like I recognize you Mm. (laughs) so that was it's such a nice feeling when you when you see other people who are also so passionate that they even dress up and have a wand with them and all of that that they share the same enthusiasm and love for this it's just
1: great yeah it was so nice and just yeah just to be around that energy of people who yeah. were there for the wizarding world a fun place to be oh, i loved it yeah. so much
0: margaret wants to know did you meet any other puffcast listeners or harry potter fans
1: so i did not meet any other puffcast listeners i did not have anyone <laughs> shout oh it's juliana for Puffcast!" no no one did that we
0: are not that big people
1: unfortunately no, no. <laughs> But I did get to meet some other Harry Potter people that we know. So Paula, who was a guest on here a long time ago at this point. Quite a while ago, yeah. Yeah, where we talked about Neville Longbottom. She met up with me on Sunday and... I got to spend the day with her and her son, Lennon, who was such a cute, adorable so cute. little yeah. buddy. He was showing me around all the shops, holding my hand, showing me all the <laughs> things that he loves because he goes there with his mom all the time. Yeah, That was just fabulous. And Paula is very connected to a lot of the other people who are part of like the Instagram scene for Harry Potter. She connected me with Sarah, who is the buff Hufflepuff on Instagram. And Sarah and I actually ended and her husband ended up hanging out for the next two days after that, which was really cool. Oh, nice. I didn't know her before then and just be able to make that connection because we both knew Paula and we both love Harry Potter. It was just a fun connection to have. Like I said, I went on this vacation on my own. I only spent one day out of this all uh, by myself and I actually ended up having to like leave people and be like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with someone else now. Bye. (laughs) Because I just, I had so many people that I had connected with. You know, as Juliana does, she picks up random friends along the street. Yeah. And
0: someone else that uh, our listeners might remember is Danny, who is from Creating Magic, who we had on episode two in the very Mm -hmm. beginning, quite a long time ago.
1: Yeah. But you have met up with her for the first time as well in the parks. Yeah. Yeah, Danny and I went to Hollywood Studios at Disney World together. Yeah. We did wait for the whole two hours for Rise of the Resistance, and it was 100% (laughs) worth it. But Danny was just so lovely and so much fun to chat with. It definitely was really great to meet her in person as well, too. That was so cool. Yeah. And then I also got to meet one of our friends who is going to be on his... But he's a gentleman behind the Crooked Wands account on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have actually...
0: We already have plans now to have him on in March I think so it's still a while until then but you know we love to plan ahead we have like six months planning ahead or something at all times (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was really cool to see the wands that he made because he had brought one Mm -hmm. to the parks that he had personally made and they are freaking works of art they are gorgeous so I'm really excited to talk with him we only know fabulous wand makers so all of you we love you (laughs) yes And then I also got to meet Karina, who is the magical Latina on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And she was lovely, too. And I met a few other people along the way and just kind of got to see a bunch of people who are really into Harry Potter and nice to get to meet other fans. And like I said, not be alone for my vacation that I planned on being alone for Mm -hmm. and just kind of showed me how amazing the Harry Potter community is and how strong that connection is between us fans. You're never really alone when you're around Harry Potter, people. You can always find someone to to geek out with. I think that the Harry Potter
0: fandom is a family. So wherever you go, you will find someone that you will love and that Mm -hmm. you will just spontaneously spend the whole day with. We have had that on a couple of occasions as well before we go into more detail one last question as a general question and very random that comes from me what was the food like
1: oh so mel are you I, surprised, I, by I am me? surprised by this question i'm not surprised by this <laughs> question but so I, I hate to break it to you but i didn't actually eat any food while i was because <gasps> it's so expensive and no. i had packed some snacks so i ate my own snacks
0: no you didn't eat any authentic british food in so expensive the establishment oh my
1: i had a hot butterbeer thank you very much i made sure i got a hot butterbeer while i was there was that good i had my souvenir mug i will say it was a decent drink i don't think that butterbeer is for me and i kind of knew this before i drank it because i'm just not a huge like sweet drinks fan that's okay. just like not really my my jam. It is a very nice warm butterscotch drink and I will say that if you're a huge fan of like sweeter drinks you would really really enjoy this. Yeah. I know I'm definitely holding a controversial opinion here. No, not at all because
0: first of all I wonder if it's the exact same recipe in the U.S. like it is in in London. Yeah. But also, I remember when I was drinking it, that I was a little underwhelmed because I imagined it a little bit different. Yeah. It was not horrible. The ice cream was great. Though they don't have a vegan version of it, so I would not eat it right now anymore. <laughs> but I I also just thought that it was fine. Yeah. I have made my own versions of butterbeer at home and those tasted better.
1: Yeah. It's almost cream soda, but it's like not. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of eating a liquid butterscotch dum-dum pop. I have no idea what that is, but I believe you. It's a lollipop that is like this okay. big. I wanted a hot butter beer, but I also wanted the souvenir mug. And they were like, we only serve the souvenir mug with the cold butter beer. I was like, well, can I just have the mug? Why? They couldn't get around the fact that I wanted just to pay for the mug and the butter beer. But this was one of the things that I had a checklist in my head that I yeah. wanted to buy. We went to the Three Broomsticks and we got yeah. Butterbeer and we got to sit in the little patio that's on the back. What a meta, what a, what a meta moment to be sitting in the <laughs> back patio of the Three Broomsticks drinking a hot Butterbeer and I could see... The Hogwarts Castle was literally right in my line of sight. Aww. So I'm sitting there, I'm like drinking Butterbeer, staring at the Hogwarts Castle at the Three Broomsticks. I'm like, wow. It just makes it so real. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Didn't make the Butterbeer taste any more impressive, but you know, it was... <laughs> The whole experience was there and I was very excited by that. <laughs> so I would love to get into more detail
0: with you now in this fabulous yes. interview that we are having. I hope you are enjoying it so far, listeners. So Andre has the next question for you. How did you feel to cross the brick walls of Diagonale? And there is a video of yeah,
1: it. I was gonna tell say, us about it. If anyone has seen the video of me. we can post it again yeah Yeah. i'll put it on our social media that pretty much encompasses how i felt i knew that i was gonna probably cry paula was with me and paula loves to videotape people coming into diagon alley for the first time Mm -hmm. and as you walk through they have like the chittering of the bricks moving like that noise yeah that noise is playing like as you walk around the wall to where the bricks are kind of separating and letting you through into Diagon Alley then you see Diagon Alley for the first time and it's so overwhelming and I just cried because it was just so amazing to see the place (laughs) that I've dreamt of and like seen in movies for so long it's huge it's ginormous and it's just all of a sudden like five steps back I wasn't there And then all of a sudden, you're here. And it just overwhelmed me so much and was so cool. And I was crying. (laughs) Paula's son Lennon gave me the cutest hug (laughs) after I broke down crying because I was just so happy to be there. Just like glowing from the inside out because... Yeah. It's the place where we've all wanted to go for so long. This was kind of the start of a weirdly meta amazing <laughs> day for me. Yeah. Living through Harry's shoes on the what happened to be the exact 20th anniversary of the release of the first film. I yeah. got to pretty much live the first film in reality on that day, which is absolutely just bananas crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool coming through the bricks and die again, and I cried a lot.
0: I have to say, Juliana has been throughout her whole vacation, she has been filming a lot and has mm-hmm. been streaming it on Instagram. Instagram. There were several moments of you sharing things that even made me tear up for example this specific video of you walking for the first time into Diagon Alley I know exactly how you felt and I was immediately I was right there with you and I started crying and getting emotional because I know exactly how you felt because when we went for the first time to the studio tour in London and these doors, these gigantic doors are opening and you walk into the great hall was exactly that feeling where in your stomach, like you are just really, there's like a big explosion of happiness happening and you can't believe you look around and you see it and it's really there. It's just, ah, it's amazing. and. What I love about the the parks, what I have now seen more from you also, is that you can really go into these stores. And we're going to talk a bit about that later still. You have a completely different experience. You can immerse even more into it. Because you have also the staff going around mm-hmm. and they play along these roles and all of that yeah it, i'm I'm so glad that you shared these stories because it felt like we were all there right there with you and experiencing this just as you did, even if you only walked through the shops and showed all the things that were in the shelves. yeah, that was just great. Sorry, I went on a tangent now, but oh I got no, so sorry. <laughs>
1: We are going, listeners, we're going to get Mel to come with me to the Wizard World at some point. It's going to happen. <laughs> it has to. I think one of the best things that's different between this and the Studio Tours is the fact that, like, you are part of what's happening. When yeah. you enter Diagon Alley, you are a part of the hustle and the bustle. You can go touch everything. You can go into the shops. Go do spells that are waiting for you. Yeah. You can go walk down Nocturne Alley and do all those fun things and go knock on the Vanishing Cabinet and listen to the bird that's in the Vanishing Cabinet. You can just be a part of every single thing that's there. It's not a display for you. It It's a world that you're now living in. And that's mm-hmm. so freaking cool. Yeah.
0: Margaret would like to know, you did ride the Hogwarts Express, and how, how was that to, to step onto that and drive it, or drive with it?
1: I did get to ride the Hogwarts Express. I rode it four times in total, actually. <laughs> uh, one, like I said at the top, one of the reasons that I bought the Park Hopper version of the pass is because you have to have that pass to go on the Hogwarts Express, because the Hogwarts Express ah. takes you, whatever park you're in, Hollywood Studios or Islands of Adventure, to the other park. Because Diagon Alley is in Hollywood Studios and then Islands of Adventure is what holds Hogsmeade. So you do have to have that ticket on the Diagon Alley side of things. You actually have to come out of Diagon Alley and enter the London tube entrance. And you have to go through the muggle section of that. And then you Mm -hmm. go down into the lower area that looks like the London Underground they actually have that poster for the perfume ad where it says it's like the lady she's wearing like the pink dress is like it's magic or something. They have that yeah. on the wall. They have a bunch of trunks everywhere. It looks like the station that you could see in the movies when you come up to the top floor where the train is. And the train has like the smoke and everything coming out. Of it. It's like a freaking full size. It's a full size train. You can see it coming into the station and it's so cool. And then you get to get on it. You get your own compartment. Right now, because the COVID restrictions aren't as strict as they were before, they will put you in with five other people. So six people total in each each compartment. Mm-hmm. And there are people who played the train conductors who were in character, which is really fun. And you get to ride the Hogwarts Express back and forth. And there is a window that is, is a TV screen that plays some kind of video as you go back and forth between the parks. And it's different depending on which direction you go. Okay. They also incorporate uh, like lighting screen on the panels that go between the hallway and the entrance and, and your trolley compartment. So it looks like people's shadows are walking by. And you hear interactions from Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and the trolley witch from out there. You can see their shadows passing by in the hallway. Ooh,
0: that sounds so cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. How long is the ride? It's about like three minutes. It's not a a long ride. Oh, it's so short. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not really actually going that far. You're not going from London to, to someplace in Scotland. For us everything seems so huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it
0: could be that it's also a bit of a longer way, but yeah, I guess three minutes is enough. Yeah. It's so cool to be on on that train. They have one in the studio too as well. And Sarah and we were able to get on it and walk through it and every compartment has a theme of each movie. Oh, okay. You have like certain candies in there, or you have, mm-hmm. for example, Gabbers in there, or in the next one you have Lupin his, his suitcase and all of that is happening in there so you can directly see okay this is the movie this is that movie and so on and then there is one uh, part where you can also sit and there's as well a screen happening mm-hmm. like you
1: just described and there's something playing i videotaped one of the window experiences one of the window yeah. shows so if you want one of those just hit me up on instagram and i'll share the link with you <laughs>
0: Um, now Sarah would like to know what was your favorite and your
1: least favorite ride of the park? Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll just keep it to the Wizarding World rides. Yeah. So the rides that you get within the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Over in Diagon Alley, you have Escape from Gringotts, which is kind Mm -hmm. of a cart motion 3D combination ride. So there are screens that you come up to that you wear the 3D glasses for. And essentially you're escaping from Voldemort and Bellatrix who are trying to get something from you at Gringotts. And Charlie Weasley is there. Love him. Ooh, nice. Yeah. We get a lot of Charlie Weasley. So that's a fun one. Then over in Hogsmeade, you have Flight of the Hippogriff, which is like pretty much just a small kitty coaster, essentially. (laughs) Very cute. And then you have Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, which is the brand new roller coaster that is over there that has the sidecar and the motorbike trucks that you ride as you're driving around on the track. That is a roller coaster roller coaster, no upside downs, but still a pretty Mm. intense roller coaster. Then you also have the Forbidden Journey, which is the ride that's within the Hogwarts Castle that is kind of a very original ride. I've never been on a ride like that before. You're in a little kind of four-person seated cart that is facing the wall that you're getting onto. And it's a combination of the cart actually moving up and down and moving around. It's on, like, stilts, kind of, that can move up and uh-huh. down. And then also screens. So that way you're, like, in front of a screen and you feel like you're, like, flying because the thing is moving and everything. But then they also have, like, practical elements, like these big dementors that come down from the ceiling that are full, ah. that are, like, 20 feet tall. And oh my God. a giant aragog that's real.
0: Ah, yeah. Ooh, I remember... <laughs> I remember the spiders in the Forbidden Forest part in the studio tour. They are just, yeah. oh, I was just completely freaked out. We have
1: some videos of that too. <laughs> but that is definitely a very original ride. My favorite ride out of those four rides specifically was definitely Haggard's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. It is a fabulous roller coaster. If you like roller coasters, you will love this ride. And they do give you the option of either riding in the motorbike section or in the sidecar because it definitely Mm -hmm. is a different experience if you're riding in the motorbike versus the sidecar. I did like riding in both. I did prefer the motorbike because it's cool because you can hold the handles and you legitimately feel like you're flying over Hogwarts (laughs) and you're controlling the bike and it's so cool. The thing with that though is there's a lot of action and animatronics like that really cool Scrooge and the really cool Hagrid animatronic and the fluffy one and the unicorns and the pixies and all All that stuff happens on the side where the sidecar is, and you have a very, very good view of everything from the sidecar, and you're less distracted by, like, holding the bike wheel. When you're in the sidecar, you can actually, like, really take in the ride itself. So I would highly recommend, if you do go on this ride, to ride it twice and make sure you ride the sidecar. Yeah, so you can see everything. Yeah, Yeah. because you can definitely soak in a lot more of the cool set that they've built. Yeah. Second one would definitely be Forbidden Journey in the Hogwarts Castle because that's just such a cool, unique ride and I really enjoyed it. Just to step back for just a second, you mm-hmm. did have a very cool moment though with the last round of the Hagrid's ride. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so that was the last ride that I rode before I left the parks and like ended my entire vacation. Yeah. I hopped in the single riders line. The first cool thing was that, as some people know, they recorded a interaction between Arthur Weasley and Hagrid and that plays out within the queue. you're waiting for the ride the other three times that I had been on the ride it hadn't been up and running for some reason so the Uh very last time I got to watch that show which was really cool and then just by chance I ended up being able to ride the very first cart of one of the trains in the motorbike as my last ride and I, it literally just because there's no one else in front of you and the whole rest of the truck is behind you, it literally felt like I was driving around Hogwarts on a motorbike. It's so cool and
0: scary at the same time. Oh, I loved you it. You have to feel like you are in control of
1: driving this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, I loved it. So it was so cool because they had um, areas underneath it that had like water areas and you can see mm-hmm. your reflection from the sun coming down at certain points. And to see my the reflection of myself like on a motorbike with like my hair behind me was just like so surreal to just see (laughs) that image it was the absolute perfect way to finish out my vacation So, that plays
0: nicely into the next question from Teresa, which wanted you to talk about the wand ceremony that you happened to be part of, which Uh, was, again, one of those emotional moments that made me cry when I was watching it. It was so great.
1: Yeah, so this is just one of those other serendipitous moments that happened. So, Mm. I met my new friend Sarah and... We just so happened to decide that we were going to do the wand ceremony i had met her like 30 minutes prior probably and so they were going to go do the wand ceremony i was like you know what i'll go with you i haven't seen it yet let's go see it so we hop in line and the guy who's playing olivander is sitting up at the top of the stairs kind of just waiting for us all to file in and so he can start the show once we're all ready they close the door And I look around and I'm like, I, yeah, based on the population here, I don't know if I stand a chance. There are kind of a lot of kids here. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. He came down from the stairs and started his he they pretty much do the scene verbatim from the first movie where Harry gets his wand from Ollivanders. Mhm. He was walking in front of all of us and then all of a sudden he locked eyes with me. Now I'm like shaking, too. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god. And then he started like directly talking to me. I was like, "Oh my god. It's me. <laughs> it's me." <laughs> and I was just like, "Freak. I'm like crying now. I was just like freaking out because this is the moment that you dream of is getting your wand i was so lucky too because like i said this was a solo vacation and i had just met sarah like 30 minutes ago she was back there and she videotaped the whole thing for me without me even having to say anything because she knew that this was a huge moment i just like shout out to sarah a million times over and over again (laughs) but i got to do the whole wand ceremony so they bring you up to the front and he does the whole spiel about choosing the wand and how the wand chooses the wizard. And then they give you uh, a wand and then you get to test it out and watch the crazy things happen. I set off a bunch of bells and I made things kind of explode. Mm -hmm. Things explode above me with the first two wands. And then they go and they do the curious, very curious thing. (laughs) He goes and he he grabbed another wand. And as soon as he hands you the wand, the whole show is very much so curated so it has the music and the lighting and everything you get the whole like oh moment from the they start playing the music that yeah. happens in that scene and you get a burst of actual air on you and you get the light that comes down on you just standing there like holding the wand literally being Harry Potter <laughs> Oh, it was so amazing. I was shaking and crying the whole time. and I'm already tearing up again because that was just so beautiful to watch and just...
0: Oh, I'm getting really emotional uh, because this is such a cool moment and this is just ah, this just goes to show how much we love this stuff, because... Yeah, it just meant so much to me. In a way, it's such a simple thing, but it's so cool and to be the one that was chosen and just go through this whole ceremony and it's
1: just, ah, it's such an out-of-body experience because yeah I mean first off like one I was not expecting it in any form of the word yeah how lucky are you I was like oh yeah after at the end of the day on the way out Paula we'll stop at the wand shop and then I'll buy Cedric's wand and that was my plan up until I got chosen for the wand ceremony and I actually came back and we went with Paula and Karina and I showed them and they were like oh my god <laughs> Because I was like freaking out. None of us had expected that I would have this happen to me. Literally living that scene in real life in Ollivander's shop. It looks exactly like it does in the movies. I will say the guy who played him, who I interacted with, was very committed and did a very good job of portraying the character and just really immersing me in the scene that was being created. So the
0: wand that chose you is something that you can then purchase afterwards, right? Yeah. Is that, let's call it a regular wand in quotation marks, or is that one of those interactive ones that you can use throughout the park?
1: The wands that they hand out in the wand choosing ceremony are the wands that are the wood wands. So you have like the reed wood, the beech wood, the oak wood. So the ones that they hand out within that ceremony specifically are not character wands. But they are interactive wands, so this is the exact wand that they gave me. This is a reedwood wand. See that little part that's on the end that looks like a little ball? Mm
2: -hmm. That's the
1: interactive section because that is a little sensor, kind of like light refractor that refracts the light in a certain way that the sensors that they have positioned at each station where you can do magic pick up on. It's just like kind of like a little tiny weird mirror. That's in the end. So the wands that they do hand out as part of the wand choosing ceremony are wood wands and they are interactive wands. And yes, you do have to purchase it. It's like 65 bucks, which isn't cheap. But I this again, like with the butterbeer glass, this was something that I obviously like I said earlier had planned on purchasing anyway so the fact that it happens to be a wand that chose me quote-unquote you have to get it yeah oh yeah i literally they have actually someone's position to To open the door and direct you into the wand purchasing shop area on the backside of Dervish and Bangs. It would be kind of silly not to. Because it's
0: such a special moment and if you were lucky to be chosen. But I would assume that lots of people would be buying them in the end, so... That was such a cool thing, and I was so happy for you that you were able
1: to experience that. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I feel like I had a lot of once-in-a-lifetime experiences that I definitely won't have again. Like Walking into Diagon Alley, doing the (laughs) wand choosing ceremony, and obviously getting to see the Hogwarts castle in real life for the first time. It was meant to be. Honestly. You mentioning
0: the wand maker and the way that he presented himself and did a very good job. Mm-hmm. It fits right into with the question that Andre has. And that is about the staff members. Yeah. Did they provide you with a full and emerging experience? Were you
1: happy with that? Were they, they were all in full character and dress robes? Yeah. So I will say that. All the cast members that I interacted with were in full character. Obviously, there were people who were in the shops who were just like, they're just shop people. So they don't really have like a character that they're playing. Yeah. But even as I was walking through Hogsmeade, I had one of the cast members turn to me and said, why is there a student out here? Because those were my robes. And they told me that I needed to <laughs> go back to class or I would get points deducted from my house. And I said, Oh-ho. oh, no. I said, I had a permission
0: slip. You can't lose house points for Hufflepuff. How
2: dare you? I was walking
1: around Hogsmeade (laughs) and they told me I had to go back to class. And I said, I have a permission slip. Thank you very much. Oh, good answer. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah but that was really great they're also so one of the other standout cast members i will note is the train conductor aha uh-huh. is a hogwarts express train front that is stationed in hogsmeade and anyone who's ever been on instagram has probably seen people pay take pictures with this during the day there is someone who is playing the train conductor there and i had a very fun interaction with him because i was standing there taking a picture and he insulted the hufflepuff house and so i put a curse <gasps> on him what did he say something along the lines of oh a Hufflepuff I was like we're the best house he was like well you're a house I was like don't say that he was very sassy and I put a curse on him I have pictures of me like holding the wand up and being like ah (laughs) rude I know I was just trying to take a picture and he was insulting the Hufflepuffs never insult a Hufflepuff we
0: have very sharp claws and Mm -hmm. teeth if you mess with us we are coming for you (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, that
1: uh, is a big fad yes. They did a great job, I guess. Yeah, overall the staff members were very good and very just kind and interactive and immersive. Just playing good roles. We have a very strange,
0: out of the ordinary question from Jeff. And he's asking, did any
1: of the books try to eat each other? You know, so there's only one book that would eat other books. And that is yes. the Monster Book of Monsters. And they that have that correct. sectioned off on its own cage in Dervish and Bangs. Uh-huh. To keep
0: you mm-hmm. safe.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So did they eat each other? Uh, no, because there was only one in there. And the only other <gasps> Monster Book of Monsters that I saw was on Haggard's work table in the queue line for the Haggard's ride. Okay. A lot of the rides they have really cool waiting areas and queues. That as well as the, Gring- the Gringotts one is really cool because they have the full size Gringotts bank with that giant chandelier and everything mm. and-, and goblins that will talk to you. Goblins all along the side working on things moving that are animatronics. Same with the Hogwarts castle for the queue line, Forbidden Journey. You get to walk all the way through Hogwarts castle. You get to see the entrance to Dumbledore's office. You get to see all of the portraits talking to each other. The sorting hat is there the mirror of errors is there and mm-hmm. you get to go through the defense against the dark arts classroom with that giant bird hanging skeleton hanging on oh, the yeah. ceiling and everything. Very, very cool to see even just the cue lines and the areas that they've created that are pretty much exact replications of what we see in the movies. And I really appreciated that too. Which is a great thing,
0: because you might be potentially stand there in line for a long long time time, if you're unlucky, so there has to be something that entertains you in some way. Yeah. And if you have things to look at and to listen to, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so to slowly start wrapping this up, I still have a couple questions for you. Kelly would like to know, what was your favorite part of the entire trip?
1: I think probably the wand choosing ceremony, honestly, that was really, really <laughs> cool. But just the combination of the cool rides and stuff that I got to do, the cool experiences that I got to be a part of, and also just the fact that I got to s- meet so many awesome new people. And again, went on this vacation by myself, spent only <laughs> one day alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to connect with a bunch of new people, a bunch of people who I've met through the Harry Potter community online and got to meet them in person for the first time, which was really fun. And I think just that combination of community and fun things to Mm -hmm. do was probably the best part of my trip, so... Thank you to anyone who who was there and interacted with me and made my vacation fabulous.
0: That's so nice. I would like to still know, were there any unexpected
1: surprises? Ooh, unexpected surprises. I'm trying to think if there was anything super crazy. There was one thing that that we haven't talked about, is the... Mm -hmm. Hogwarts Castle light show that they did.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That was kind of... Yeah, tell
0: us about that also.
1: Not like an unexpected surprise, but kind of like an uh, added bonus of being there while they're doing the Hogwarts holiday stuff. So listeners, the parks do some kind of projection show. I think almost every night, if not certain days of the week. It depends on what the time of the year is. I know they just did like a dementor dark arts one for Halloween, and I mm. know that during other parts of the year they have more generic ones that they do on the Hogwarts castle, and I'm sure for the 20th anniversary of the films, I'm sure there'll be something else that happens next year that's themed around these anniversaries. But they had a Christmas one that they did, and it was so cool to watch this projection show that that they do, directly projected onto the Hogwarts castle. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because it's coordinated with music, all these really cool lighting effects, and they make a giant tree kind of come out of the middle of Hogwarts castle. And it's really pretty. I remember reading about that. There
0: goes so much time and effort into creating this light show. Oh my god! I bet that it's yeah. There's a lot of work behind it, and it looks really cool. And yeah. I bet when you're standing there and you have it right in front of you, it's even extra special. So yeah, that you got to see that also. I mean, you really got everything in. I tried <laughs> to do as much as I
1: could while I was down there. Yeah.
0: Okay. So our very last question here is from Sarah. And she asks, was anything missing or did it
1: meet your full expectations? So I'm going to take that as two separate questions. Because the first thing, it met and exceeded my expectations. It This was beyond more <laughs> than I ever could have asked for, honestly. I mean, just yeah. the wand ceremony alone was worth the money that I paid for this entire vacation, regardless of what happened any other time during the entirety of the vacation, which... My whole vacation genuinely was fabulous, mm-hmm. which was something I definitely needed after having some rough times this year already. Yeah. I will say that highly, highly, highly exceeded my expectations a million times over, but there definitely is something missing. And that's you, Mel. Oh, I wanted you to be with me. Oh, now I'm no, cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wanted oh. to take you around and show you all the shops. Yeah. And like jump around and cast spells <laughs> and go and do things together. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna cry but cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a treat for the listeners to listen to.
1: <laughs> too emotional Hufflepuffs just <laughs> with so many feelings. <laughs> As you
0: can imagine, I was I was of course wishing too that I would be there and that we could go through this place together because we have been talking a little bit about this already previously Mm -hmm. that you go to a place like this first of all it's overwhelming and it's so immersive Mm-hmm. And and you're meeting people and you get to know people and it's great. But if you have one person at least by your yeah. side that is your best friend and that you love so much and you can experience this together, yeah, connects you even more because you can make these memories together. And I, as I said earlier, I was so glad that you were doing these stories because I could in that way be there with you. And even if it was just looking at the stuff in... Yeah. in All the shops and that I had the feeling that I I am right there with you in thoughts anyway, always. And we saw this together.
1: Yeah.
0: There will be a time where we are both physically in the same place and whatever we do,
1: it's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's nice to have, like, new friends that you've met or people that you of kind course. of know. But to have someone who, like, knows you like the back of your hand and just, you know that you can walk into a situation and just be a goofball with and just do whatever <laughs> and cast spells and have fun and just relax. Sometimes it's nice to just have someone who you know, who you can just sit there and be with. And yeah. that was... Definitely one of the things, one of the few things that was missing from this vacation. So I definitely had some moments when I was sitting in Hogsmeade and I was imagining us walking through it together and how mm. much fun it would be. One day. Yeah. Hopefully next year we'll get to do some fun things together. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I
0: Yeah. And then you guys, listeners, will surely get bombarded with stories and Instagram lives and bonuses and all of it. (laughs) You will witness this. I might even arrange someone filming how Juliana is jumping out of the bus and we are running towards each other and we'll be crying our eyes out for an hour at least.
1: Oh, way more than that. (laughs) And you
0: will get the live footage of it.
1: It's definitely gonna be over an hour.
0: Oh, it will be days before we stop crying, and then you have to go home.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I probably won't even get out. Be able to get out of the car. I'll probably like start getting out, and then I'll start crying, and then I'll start getting out, and then I'll start, start crying.
0: <laughs> I, I always say the same thing. We are the perfect proof of that. Friendships can be absolutely great, even though you are far, far away from each other, and we do have a huge amount of kilometers between us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Only like a few million, probably. But yeah. Yeah. I will say this vacation, too, did prove to me that to me, too. Because I'd never met Danny or Paula in person either. Yeah. I just kind of picked up with them. Like, we definitely had met each other in person before, but we hadn't. It was just Mm -hmm. friends are friends, no matter where you meet them. Especially because you have already something to connect over. And that is
0: exactly what I meant. Yeah. the Harry Potter fandom is family. No matter where you go to and who you meet, there will be people you can instantly connect because you have the same love for these stories. And that is enough to, to become friends instantly and just yeah. hang
1: out all day. But We didn't even mention the, the two guys who I just like met on the bus every morning because they were on the same bus that I took from hotels to the parks and literally... We ended up talking about the wand that they had bought. And then yeah. pretty much it ended up being like, hey, you want to go on a roller coaster? Yeah, sure. Hey, you want to come do some spells with us? Yeah, sure. I'll do some spells with you. And we just kind of ended up being like morning. We spent the, I spent the morning with them two days in a row and caught them on the way back and just chatted with them. And it was just it was really nice. That's great. It's, it's just as simple as that. That's really all it is. And just being open to meeting people, I think. Yeah. I
0: think we had some
1: great discussions, some great yeah. reviews. Yeah. Do we have any last words? I guess, listeners, if we had anything that we didn't cover that you want any more clarity or feedback or information on, or if you want any of the videos that I mentioned of either the Hogwarts Express or the show on the castle, just let us know. I can get you those videos. Maybe if you're feeling like you're very generous, you would like to send Mel over to me if you'd like to pay (laughs) for her airfare. Sure. sure. <laughs> anyway,
0: I'm. I don't even know what to. to say To <laughs> all of our rich,
1: all of our rich, wealthy listeners who are just rolling in money right now. Y- yes, you. I see you right there. You have a hundred dollar bill stuck in your hair. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you going? You You pay for Mel to come down to the Wizarding World with me, and then then we'll we'll live stream it when we hit one million Patreon subscribers, Mel. Which will be maybe when we die. Uh, yeah. Let's start small.
0: If you want to support us and help us donate, because you know we love to do that mm-hmm. every month, just go to our Patreon. But I think with that, we will probably wrap up this whole main discussion. Yeah.
1: Okay, so listeners, we do have one more thing to leave you with before we say goodbye, farewell, a wiedersehen, A revoir. Okay, so, uh, before we do that... (laughs) What
0: just happened?
1: (laughs) The sound of music. (laughs) It came over me and just took my soul over for a second there.
0: Okay. Uh, So what are we here for?
1: So we are here, (laughs) listeners, because we will be doing a giveaway for Christmas. So we did a giveaway last year and we are doing one again. And this year, unfortunately, because of shipping costs and things like that, it will be just U.S.-based only. So if you're from the United States, this is for you. If you're not, I'm sorry. Please go follow up with the people who do the postage. What we have is an original wand from Orchard Works Wands. We will be doing a giveaway for that wand. So if you would like information on how to enter that giveaway, I will say this wand is very beautiful. It looks very pretty. Yes. Go ahead and head over to our Instagram and you can find out how to enter there. And we will be announcing the winner of the giveaway on our special Christmas episode, which will be our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so... Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to get in contact with us over here on PuffCast, we are able to be listened to on all places where podcasts are found. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PuffCastPod. We are also over on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PuffCast and on TikTok at PuffCast. You can send us an email at PuffCastPod at gmail.com and you can also, like we said, support us over on Patreon for as little as $2 a month and help us out ever so greatly And you can get access to bloopers, our Facebook group our Discord stickers and so much more and also help with our charity donation
0: and also it will happen now with either on the starting on the 1st of December or 2nd of December it has already started Sarah and me have actually recorded a couple of bonus segments where we are talking about some fun stuff and that will be our sort of advent calendar that will go through the whole month, basically until Christmas mm-hmm. so every let's say every second day I will have one dropping so uh, come over it will be available actually for everyone no matter what level you sign up for because it's our Christmas treat for you
1: and yeah it's gonna be fun yeah so head on over for as little as $2 a month to go and get access to that and support us over here over at PuffCast And if you would like to do us a solid and show us some love, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And if you leave us a nice rating and review, we shall read it here. And I shall send you a sticker and what other ever random items I just so happen to be hanging around my apartment at that specific time and date. So, until next time, stay puffy. And good luck. Um, Badger on. Badger on. (laughs) yes oh goodness I don't want to know what's in that package (laughs) I mean it really could be anything honestly